Hey, thanks for listening to the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe podcast with LeVar Arrington, Jonas Knox, and myself, Brady Quinn. Make sure you catch us live weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern or 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. You can find your local station for the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe show over at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Yeah. 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 Come on, Brady. We some hustlers, baby. <laughs> yeah. 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 Hell yeah, man. Yeah. It's yeah. Uh, two pros and a cup <laughs> yeah. of Joe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yippee. Yes. Yeah. It's, Yippee. Uh, two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Yippee Sports Radio. Yay. It's, Get a uh, long little doggy. <laughs> it's, it's your misfortune and none of my own. You know what's you know what movie? That? Y'all know what movie? No. Is Come that, on, man. Uh, the program. Uh, is that the program? Yes. Yeah. Oh, the offensive lineman. Yeah, he was beating him to death while he was singing the oh, song yeah, to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the guy with the clown wig. He's got that curly yeah, hair. He's got yeah, like the clown yeah, wig. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Man, the hey, program. Hey, LeVar, did you used to say in the huddle, what was it What was that he used to walk in the huddle and say? Uh, Something about letting the paramedics sort him out? Kill him all, yeah, let the paramedics sort him out? Yeah. Kill him and kick A. Hey. Hit, so, hit him so hard his girlfriend well, dies. Well, that's in the meeting room. <laughs> yeah. And, and, the, and the, funny, the funny point that they were making was, uh, uh, um, Alvin Mack, the the linebacker, was super sophisticated in understanding defenses and and how the offenses work, but couldn't right. read a book. Yeah, it's like what you it's like what you put your attention on, right? It's like what you want to be great at, and that was the that was the whole point. But like he was smart, Doug. Didn't the uh, didn't Alvin Mack's son in real life play football? Yeah, who's his was son? Was an All American, in, in fact, he came out maybe two, three yeah. years or so ago. I want to like say that. we got to look that up. We got to find out. We'll, we are efforting uh, Alvin Mack's son uh, and uh, and who he is in real life. So this is important, uh, crucial uh, discussion point here on the what do you program. Think Joe Kane's doing right now. You know, uh, he was uh, doing, drinking. He was doing. So- oh yeah, you said he lives <laughs> yeah. out near you, right? Yeah. Yeah, there's a yeah, there's a, a, a let's go live to our I have the background on Alvin Mack in real life and who his son is insider lead lap for the latest Lee. Ohio State lineman Wyatt Davis is the son of there Alvin Mack. Are you kidding me? Yes. Wow. That's who it is. That's a stud. Yeah. That's a stud, man. And uh and and his dad uh I guess like he was saying uh I don't think he ever saw the movie or it wasn't that familiar with the movie so he didn't understand like pop culture wise like how how it, important that movie was he had me ruined and by the way he was also in another movie he was the receiver i remember unnecessary roughness he couldn't catch a ball yeah (laughs) yeah why is he much less much less respectable figure in that (laughs) it's like man that's alvin mack man come on bro alvin mack Mack. why is he playing wide receiver i ran onto the field with my arms out to the sides like i was the real life alvin mack yeah and and real life, like real life, like I'm running, and it was based off of that was '93. It totally like you gotta think going into my my playing football. I thought I was Greg Lloyd. Greg Lloyd was that's my model player. That's my favorite player of all time. But when when the program came out, and you mentioned it earlier in the show, Jonas, <laughs> we went as a team in '93 to go see the program when it came out. And they did the lay in the street in the lanes scene. They had to yeah. delete the scene. They took the scene <laughs> out did. of the movie yeah. permanently. Um, How come? Because dumb asses like yeah. myself and other 
dumbasses were laying in streets. A human frogger. We were laying in streets like, this is not smart. Let's get up and go. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank goodness it wasn't a busy highway, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and it was well lit, you know. I mean, we was, we was hedging our bets, but yeah, man, like Alvin Mack totally, like, evolutionized the way I wore my, my uniform, the way I, I ran, and the way I, the way I talked. I definitely talked to my teammates that way. Like, hey, yeah. guys, hey, hey, y'all, hey, we're going to tear the tear the kick game. We're gonna, hey, we're going to let the paramedics sort them out. All right? That's what we're going to do. Oh, man. Hey, we, See, uh, what was it? Uh, Johnny Moxon um, and just some so, – I mean, that, like, that was a little before my time. So Varsity Blues was like more of like yeah. an influential kind of back then. Sure. But there was one particular scene that I think actually ended up – Probably influencing uh, more women than men in that That's one. That's a good point. Well, yeah. listen, I mean, uh, yeah. you know, like you I, like, I didn't even know that was a thing until he, that scene, and then I was like, oh, look, you don't want whipped cream to go whipped to waste. Cream, yeah, yeah. cherries. Can I mean, be used in a some, variety. Sometimes, and here, let me just it, it gave new meaning to cherry on top. For it, certain, it, yeah. it, it definitely does. Yeah. Uh, but here's here's the thing: is that when you know Thanksgiving <laughs> comes around. <laughs> And uh, a lot of people like whipped cream on their uh, pumpkin pie. You maybe going, you man? maybe you buy uh, too much whipped cream. You don't want Where it to go going? to waste. Where I'm just going, saying, man? like you know, it's not uh, you know. Did you do that this year? No, for Christmas? no, I did not. No, oh. I don't. Uh, that's too much sugar. At least Navidad. Yeah, too much sugar in that. Oh no, that was uh, the tamale wrappers. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, on, yeah. you got to uh, you know. Oh, okay. That's uh, you know, a whole another story for another time. Oh, but uh, okay. again, oh. Rex likes feet. Some people like uh, whipped cream. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, could you imagine being a real life? football star though honestly like no i high can't school, as a matter of fact. high school <laughs> yes college for certain but ask yourselves this you were you were i a, mean i could, american i couldn't brady even quinn, imagine being damn brady heisman quinn. finalist I, I could not imagine being brady quinn in high school or college couldn't imagine it I what were we going to talk run. about this segment? Yeah, I don't this know. Was yeah, surely this, not this. This, this is where he gets I had a great run. This is where he gets uncomfortable. Nah, I ain't going to lie. Yeah. Look, Brady don't like that. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Brady don't like what you directed like, on, yeah, on how like good it. looking he hey, is. Hey, Brady, but, I mean, Brady, he's a Brady, what's, dude. Brady, what's it like being a star, man? I know you love this stuff. This is always uh, comfortable he's for you. He's a humble guy. You know what? This may sound controversial. It may. I think the Jaguars have gotten worse. Yeah! I'm just saying. It may sound controversial. Yeah! But Trevor Lawrence is still a superstar <laughs> yeah. down at that boy. Yeah, I'm just that. saying, like everyone tried to blame Urban Meyer. Good stuff. And they look awful now. Yeah, they are. Yeah, it was bad. like, oh, hey, hey, let's fire him so we can win the next couple of games. You know, maybe Daryl Bevel have the same amount of wins as. Er- oh, remember yeah. that whole? Yeah, that I'm went out the window. Always gas Brady up. Oh, well, just so y'all know, I'm going to always gas him. <laughs> he hates That's it. All. He can't stand it. He but hates I'm it. I'm always gassing. Um, here's but. You know what's funny is we def- not that we defended Urban Meyer. We just simply directed our it out. we directed our criticism towards the coverage of Urban Meyer and directed our criticism well, and every towards every college coach for that yes. matter. And also the organization who's been a disaster for years upon years, acting like he broke what y'all had. We got crushed. <laughs> Urban broke it. I know. Like he, like hey, I mean, we had a great run here. And <laughs> Urban he ruined came it all. in. He lost our trust. No, that bastard. He broke what we had. We had this culture. It was going we, in the right direction. Direction, oh, like, we got we got oh. crushed. We got how could you defend dude? It's not defending Urban Meyer. It's simply pointing out that while everybody is 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 directing their anger.
anger towards Urban Meyer and just ripping him to pieces because it's a cool thing to do because everybody's doing it on Twitter and it's mob mentality. And I want I want likes too, so let me give my Urban Meyer take. All we did was point out, hey man, like you know the, the crummy bathroom's not the only problem in the house. All right, how about the the garage? It's got a dead body inside of it. How about the how about the uh, you know the molding uh, the mold that's on the uh, the, the ceiling oh. tiles in, in the other bathroom? Like the idea that Jacksonville has now rid themselves of their problems and it was just Urban Meyer and we're all good here. The team stinks. They're bad, and they've gotten worse since he left, but we don't hear about that anymore. All we heard about was, well, you know, now that Daryl Bevel is the uh, the head coach there, he's got an opportunity to, as an interim uh, coach to win, win more, more games. than Urban. I, wh- where's that loser that asked the question? That's all I want to know. What a loser. Because he can only tie now, correct? Yeah. 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 Loser. And that ain't happening with their schedule. But I'd also say this. Uh, they have the number one overall pick in next year's draft as it currently stands. And they're probably going to have it two years in a row. And it's a bad year to have the number one overall pick. (laughs) And that's not a slight, by the way, to Aiden Hutchinson or Kayvon Thibodeau. It's not. It's it's a bad year to have the number one overall pick because you want it to be a year where everyone is looking at a top quarterback and saying, hey, I'm Detroit. I'm not drafting number one. But I want to go get that guy. Or I'm Houston. We know Deshaun Watson doesn't want to be here anymore. I need to trade up to go get that guy. I swear to God, I, I honestly feel like the New York Giants, if they had identified a quarterback in this draft class, they probably would have a different tune with how they handle Daniel Jones down the stretch. Because I think they might go back in and try to get someone. But I don't feel like they feel like that guy's in this draft. But that's the power of the number one overall pick is when you have that pick – and you don't need them because, look, the Jaguars don't. I, I don't care how the optics and what this has looked like statistically for Trevor Lawrence. You put on the tape, you watch the tape, you see his ability, and you see the lack of what's around him. You see the lack of creativity in their offense, all those things. Like, they get a better play caller in there. They get him more help, more protection. It's going to be a different story. But the problem is they sit at number one, and there's not going to be any suitors to trade out of that pick. And so, not that you're stuck taking an Aiden Hutchinson or a Kayvon Thibodeau, because those guys could help you, but the reality is they've spent first-round picks on DNs. Josh Allen, yeah. namely, is, is one who ended up going to a Pro Bowl. Caleb uh, Chason is another one. And so, you know, you, yeah, go gra- draft another guy up there on the edge. The reality is you need more picks. You need more help on, on each side of the football and everything you do. And the only way you're going to get that is if you get someone to trade up number one so you can trade back and accumulate more picks, get more talent on this roster to help out Trevor Lawrence and help out the next head coach. Uh, So that's the issue. Who's the quarterback, though? Matt Corral. Okay, you think that would be the guy? If anybody was going to make a move. I think it's Pickett. I love – you know, Pickett played in my eighth-grade all-star game. I love that. Yeah, it's kind of cool. You know what the knock is? You know what the only knock you're going to hear about him? Small hands. Yeah, yeah. I've heard and, that. And, 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 well, and Me look, too. he's got he's I mean, got he wears two gloves. So what does it matter? Stupid. What does it matter? Like he wears two gloves, <laughs> he spins it fine. Like I don't get it. All I right. know. I know. We're going Jonas made it. Again. Jonas made mean? it very awkward. No, I thought yeah. we were doing I we were doing evals here. We're not doing evals. Oh, that's the combine. Sorry I like Matt that. Corral. But the point is, is whether it's Pickett or Corral or someone else, it could be Cincy's quarterback. It, it, the the point to me is is that there is a diamond in the rough 
he's not pronounced as as a, a a Trevor Lawrence, but there is a diamond in the rough in 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 this draft. And the the question is for me, and I'm not even going to say the question. I'm saying the approach for me, if I'm Jacksonville. Get every dope offensive lineman that you can get with every single pick you have until you have a full offensive line. Until you have a full offensive line. And then you worry about receivers. I would I would concern myself with our offense and our offense starting with our offensive front from this moment on to make sure that I protect my most valuable asset on this team. And that would be my approach. I can't go wrong that way. We might not win a lot of games. We might still fall under a lot of criticism, a lot of fire. I'm going after building. Like, if you think about it, they had an anchor lineman when they first did it, right? They got ETN. He'll come back healthy next year. So you, you possibly have a Fred Taylor in your backfield. But you do not have a Tony Baselli up front. And and for what it's worth, you don't have a Tony Brackens or a Marcus Stroud or or a a, a Big Henderson uh, on your defensive front. They need to build their fronts. When when Jacksonville was Jacksonville, they had a running attack. They had, by the way, one of the greatest receivers to ever do it in Jimmy Smith. Um, and and they have Keenan McCardle on that team as well. They had a lot of talent, but they also had a quarterback, right? And and so to me. I think I think that they have to build up front if they if they're going to have any chance of turning things around in the AFC, they got to build their front and and move from there because you already have your QB. There's some people that think uh, the Steelers might be interested in uh, Kenny Pickett. I don't know if he'll be available. They're sitting at 15 right now. If they're going to pick, uh, it would probably I think take a move up. I think um, he, no, I think he'd be there. So and that could be just the pit. You know, connection that the people are running with, but there is some talk that uh, you know, with Roethlisberger looking like this is it that they're going to go in that direction. Oh, you maybe. think? Yeah, <laughs> just think so. Well, I mean, I don't know. Maybe he's got a maybe he's got another year or two. You know, that's know, another man. though awful offense. I mean, I, I don't know what they're going with Matt Canada. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> What do you Some mean? of these guys, man. <laughs> It'd be funny looking at my text message. I'd be sick as hell watching the Steelers play the way they play. Then I look down at my text message. I feel my joint vibrating. Here's Brady. 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 Bro, I'm just saying, like you've got rope. you've got Deontay Johnson, who I'm not saying I'm not going to try to compare him to Jalen Waddle. But he's versatile. He can do some different things. Do something with him. Yeah. My God. Like, I'm sitting there watching the Dolphins put in all these different wrinkles and plays and credit Eric Studisville and credit George Godsey. But then, you know, you look at Pittsburgh, you're like, oh, here we go again. Same old stuff, man. It's just, it's hard to watch. It's uh, two pros and a cup of joe here on Fox Sports Radio, brought to you by Discover. Real credit card questions require real people, someone who understands your issues and works to resolve them with you. That's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives available 24-7. Discover, exceptionally common sense. All right, so coming up next, uh, there is a um, uh, a situation in the NFL uh, that did not go as planned, uh, and now uh, somebody is being thrusted into the conversation, and they could possibly possibly be a member of this show. We'll get into the details on that for you next year at FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of two pros in a cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox sports radio and the iHeartRadio app. 
Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Uh, coming up in, uh, we will call it less than 10 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio, uh, we have a um, you know a coach who is standing by his man. He is standing by his man, showing a little bit of support, a little bit of faith, uh, but this will be a story that lasts for months and months and months uh, in the NFL. We'll get into that for you here uh, coming up again less than 10 minutes from now on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, by the way, it can happen either. Easily, a few drinks become a few too many. It's time to go, and you think you're calling for a ride home? Nah, what's the worst that can happen? You get pulled over, you lose your license, you total your car, you kill someone, drive sober, or get pulled over, paid for by NHTSA. Uh, so, uh, Braden Quinn, I don't know if you saw this or not, but we were inundated. Inundated. With tweets and different comments because uh, a stat was floating around last night following the performance of Ian Book uh, in his debut. Uh, we do have some Ian Book sound we will get to here momentarily, but um, apparently you're the last Notre Dame quarterback to win a game in the NFL in a game that you started. How about that? 2012, week 13 against the Panthers. Do you remember that game? Uh, yeah, well, I, I do. Um, more for the tragic circumstances surrounding that Jesus. game. So I appreciate – how could I not? Well, I didn't know it was that game. I mean, uh, Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we had a Sorry player take that. his life the day before the game. Oh, so Christ. that, uh, unfortunately, is a, a terrible memory. But thank you for bringing that up. Thank you. Yeah, it's my fault. We ended, yeah. We ended up winning that game. <laughs> You're unbelievable. Uh, like AFC Offensive Player of the Week that week. But, um, no, I mean, honestly, that, that – I, someone sent me that stat, and I was like thinking to myself, "Wow, it, it's a it's a bit alarming." But I think it also has to do more with the situation. You know, the rest of that season, for example, uh, we had an absolute patchwork offensive line. I, I told you the story before. Week seventeen, we're in Denver, and you know, I'm never going to sell out a player or or anyone else. But we had an injury. We had, we had a rookie uh, backup left tackle who was playing. He got injured. And so we had to we had to take our our guard one of our guards and put him at tackle, and and so after the injury they took him off. I'm like, hey, so and so, you need to go play left tackle. And he's like, no, nah, man, I'm not doing that. And I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> he's like, nah, he's got a club on his hand and all that. And, and he's like, no, nah, I'm not doing that. He's like, and now mind you, they've got Von Miller and Demarcus Ware, who like might have been the the best tandem at that point in time in the NFL <laughs> in 2012. And and we're already playing with the backup center. Uh, another guard ended up coming in who had just gotten there three weeks before. I mean, it was as a patchwork of a group as I've ever played behind. Like, you could say whatever you want about last night's offensive line. Like, whatever. Like Eric McCoy was, what, a second first-round draft pick for them at center. Ruiz is a first-round draft pick for him at right guard. I know Ramchick was out and all that, but, like, that's not as bad of a patchwork offensive line. It was a combination of things that added to all those sacks. Yeah. But in reality, this one, like we had dudes who didn't even want to have to go up against what they're going to face in a meaningless game in week 17. So why didn't Donald Stevenson want to want to stay in the game? Was it No, just Donald more... got hurt. Oh, okay. Donald got hurt. Huh. So n- nice try to out him. But what anyway, <laughs> so we had, to, we had to literally call a timeout. And I like walked over to the sideline, and the OC was like, hey, what's going on? I was like, he doesn't want to go play tackle. And I'm like, look, I, there's nothing I can say about this. Like, this, is a, <laughs> this was a business decision that was taking place. And, and so at that point, it's like, okay. But those are the things that, like, people on the outside don't know that are going on. Like, you got, you know, sometimes some business decisions that are happening in real time in a game. In meaningless games, at least for us, because uh, we, we were a bad football team. We weren't going to the postseason. 
And and for the Broncos, obviously, they're going to the playoffs. Like they were trying to make a run at it. That was Peyton's first year there. So it was uh, like you know that was part of. I think we lost our, our games afterwards. Which like to be honest, a lot of guys were really shaken up by what transpired the day before that game. So it, it was hard to get people to. I think really want to be somewhere where there was a tragic loss that took place. A, a guy who was a friend to a lot of those, a lot of players and, and just the tragedy that ensued. It, it was hard for a lot of guys to internalize that and deal with it. But in regards to like the streak and the Notre Dame quarterbacks, I mean, look at the situation Deshaun Kaiser inherited in Cleveland. It was it wasn't like he inherited some cushy situation that he was thrusted into, and I think Clawson like came in as a backup for what the Bears uh, during that kind of tailspin. I think is part of that group as yeah, well, something like that. And then you're looking at last night's deal. I mean, they were looking for a veteran quarterback, whether it was Breeze, McCowan, who con- they contacted Philip Rivers. They're looking for a veteran because they knew they were going to have issues because he wasn't ready. The blitz packages he was going to see, the offensive line issues, the fact that they don't have Michael Thomas out there. They haven't really all year. Like, it, they, knew, they knew what they were up against, and they tried to avoid this this season, but it didn't end up happening. And so he had to go in and play, and you kind of saw the results. So the, so the reality is, you know, we can make fun of stats and all that kind of stuff and, and, and what it's been. There's, some, there's a lot of bad football teams that you get drafted to as a quarterback in the NFL. It's hard to be able to overcome the situation, circumstance you enter into. And unfortunately, like last night is just another example of that, watching a rookie get thrusted in before he's really ready to play. Uh, now, you mentioned uh, your performance against the Carolina Panthers, the last start. Uh, do you want to uh, – I mean, I, I have the uh, the numbers here. Do you want to hear these numbers, or you want me to no, just unveil no. them here on the air? They're, they're, they're not worthy of really discussing. Okay. And, and, even, and even this segment, considering we have got an update that we should be going to right now, uh, they're not that's even worth good, discussing. No, no, that, yeah. that definitely is a good point. But since we're here, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we do have uh, the numbers on Brady Quinn's performance. The last win by a Notre Dame quarterback, uh, Brady Quinn. Chew on this. How do you feel about 19 of 23 passing, 201 yards in the air, two touchdowns, no interceptions, and a rating of 132.1. Oh, and by the way, three rush attempts for 12 yards. That's four clip. That is four clip for Brady Quinn and a big-time win by the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. How's that? We, must, we must have ran the football well and played good defense. That's all I know. Nah, who cares about that? I'm not doing a show I, with Jamal, Ch- uh, Jamal Charles or Peyton Hillis. So, uh, listen, we're, we're going to ball wash you here on the I air. Do, I do remember one play in particular. Because so Nick Sirianni at the time was our wide receivers coach. And we had, you know, you, sometimes you tag wide receiver routes. So you'd say something like Debo. Well, we had a Debo. We had Dwayne Bo. You know, he, he was, he was our, our leading receiver. And in this particular case, we had Debo running a Debo. It was a combination. And so I'll never forget. So I motioned Dwayne in. And as I snapped the football and I'm starting to go back for the play action pass fake, he's supposed to release downfield on what is essentially a, a bow route, but like a, a deep out. And instead, he starts running like an orbit motion, like back around where the, where the running back is, where I'm, where I'm handing the fake to fake like he's running in reverse. 
And and I'm literally like as I fake to the running back, I'm looking, I'm going, What the hell are you doing? <laughs> and so he kind of runs back like like away from me and I kinda turn and so there's a thing called a three level concept. You wanna have one short, middle, and deep. Well, at this point, like the ball was really supposed to go to Debo at this point. He was a part of that three-level concept. The problem when you don't have a, a third level to a three-level concept is you can't middle a guy. Like usually you have a three-level concept because there's a guy short and there's a guy either deep or intermediate, and you're high-low in one of those two. Well, in this case, we only had two guys out there, so they were both covered. So I kind of ran just enough to get outside the tackle box, threw the football away, and looked back, and I, and I see Nick Sirianni just giving it to Dwayne, just yelling, <laughs> what are you doing? He's like, we even tagged the play, so you know it's you. And he's like, I'm trying, coach. I'm trying. <laughs> and I was just like, if people only knew like the stuff that goes on throughout the course of a play or in like, an NFL game, it, it's just it's unbelievable. Yeah, um, now, you were uh, AFC player of the week as you mentioned that week uh, back in uh, 2012 uh, do you, you threw two touchdowns in that game do you know which uh, which receivers caught those uh, two touchdowns can you name yeah. them yeah, yeah I, mean, I only threw a couple that season uh, Jonathan Baldwin and uh, Tony Milwaukee that is correct congratulations yeah. you know your history there Brady Quinn I mean there's yeah. nothing this guy doesn't know there's nothing well, you can, when you can count on one hand it's, it's kind of hard to forget I mean, come on, man. AFC Player of the Week. What yeah, is, by the way, what sure. did they send you for that? Did you get like a trophy or like a bottle of Jack Daniels or what comes with nothing. that? You get nothing. You get Maybe nothing? Some Skittles. I think you get Skittles or something. <laughs> Bunch of cheap asses, man. Uh, all right. Uh, it's two pros and a cup of Joe here on Fox Sports Radio. By the way, Ian Book, uh, quickly, uh, his performance last night, uh, uh, disappointed uh, or, or not, not surprised considering the circumstances and how much time he had to get ready for I him. had high hopes for him. I really did. And I like Sean Payton's track record, you know, with backups and kind of putting together a game plan for him. But right away when I saw what Brian Flores was doing, if you looked at the two, uh, the first couple third downs, I was like, oh, no, it's going to be a long <laughs> night for them if they can't run the football. So, um, All right, so coming up uh, 12 minutes from now, it's the return of Brady Quinn in the news. Uh, you got some uh, some juicy stuff for us here? It's been a little while since we've heard uh, news from Brady Quinn. I don't know how to describe it as juicy. I mean, I've got a, a few stories that I find interesting. Hmm. I'll just kind of leave it at that. Juicy sounds better on the air. Juicy just sounds like it's, I don't know, Yeah. either like, uh, you know, <laughs> I was going to say, someone wearing like a velour jumpsuit. Yeah. That's all I could think of. Yeah, right you got to be careful. Uh, all yeah. right. Um, so, what do you uh, mean? Well, like, like something they wear at the Rhino there in uh, in Las Vegas. Never been. I, I'm not familiar with the Rhino. I don't know what. Uh, what well, that's I can tell you this to. much. Uh, I have been yeah. uh, a couple of occasions, and uh, not not a lot of ones being thrown a- around there. If you know what I mean. Yeah. It, like they use a, a few more dollars than uh, dollar bills than just ones. I'm just. I'm not really. In, that's not really my thing. Not really my. Scene. I, I get that. Same yeah. thing, man. Same thing. Yeah. But, uh, Good music yeah. though they play there. I will say this. Uh, you got uh, like it, it, I'm telling you. You walk yeah, into a Buck, strip club. Cherry, I think uh, I think Buck Cherry is a song that that gets played there quite often. I can yeah. assure you, Tool Forty Six and Two is played at ninety five percent of strip clubs in the country. Just look it up. Forty six and two. How about that? All right, uh, just a little music knowledge for you. Uh, merging into strip clubs. I, I'm an expert in music. You're an expert in strip clubs. It's it's why this uh, this chemistry works. Uh, it's why we uh, we do this stuff here. Uh, all right. So um, Kevin Stefanski 
and um, the situation in Cleveland when it comes to uh, Baker Mayfield and uh, Baker Mayfield's performance on uh, Christmas night. Uh, they took on the uh, Green Bay Packers, a game that, although they were trying to make it seem like, uh, man, you know, Cleveland's just fortunate to even be in this game and maybe they should give up on running the football. Uh, absolutely they should not uh, have given up on running the football. Green Bay had no answers for Nick Chubb and company there. And so uh, Cleveland got back in the game. Baker Mayfield did not play all that well. Kevin Stefanski talked about his quarterback and the situation there at the position in Cleveland. With the quarterbacks, it's no fun uh, to, to watch the interception reel and, and talk through them and learn from them. It's, it's not, uh, again, not fun because uh, you don't want to turn the ball over, but uh, we do have to learn from them. I think Baker told you guys, uh, I'm sure the other night, uh, you know, he, he didn't play up to his standard. And, and we expect uh, him to play at a high level. And I, I think confidence-wise, you know, with the quarterback position, you get too much credit, you get too much blame. And that's just how it is. And and he'll bounce back, and, and I think he'll be better for it. Um, he's a pretty tough evaluation because the easy thing, because he's a polarizing guy and people, you know, just want to hold on to whatever their preconceived uh, opinions were of Baker Mayfield. The easy thing is just to go, well, see, told you he's a bust. Uh, he's not a franchise quarterback. That's why he doesn't deserve to be paid. He's nowhere close to 100%. He hasn't been all season long. Uh, He's not played very good football at times, but I don't know that now all of a sudden we have the book written on Baker Mayfield and we can just move forward and say, yeah, he's not the guy. Let's move on and get a different quarterback in. I mean... When he from where they are when he got there to where they are now with him as quarterback is night and day in comparison, and I still think this is going to take more time before they determine whether or not he deserves the, the type of money that they're looking for. I think the hardest thing to figure out is, you know, without him, what are they? And and maybe handicappers could better tell you that than anyone else, but. You know, his rookie season was offensive rookie of the year, set the rookie touchdown record. I believe it's now been surpassed, but, you know, still had a phenomenal rookie year. Second year, not so much. You know, third year last year, you see what they were able to do, even though he never got enough credit for their team's success. Maybe in some people's eyes, but for the most part, people took it with a grain of salt. They really thought it was all the rushing attack and everything else. And, and then this year, he's been, at, he's been playing banged up. And it's not an excuse. It's the reality of of what you have to live with and deal with in the NFL and the stats aren't jumping off the page, but that game, I mean, it's, it was such a tough game to watch and, and really not draw criticism from because two of the interceptions were just bad. I mean, he, he just flat out missed a throw on the second interception. And on the third one, you know, he was trying to throw a whole shot but it's just a poor decision. He never should have made it. The DB had eyes on him the entire time, saw it, read it, was trying to hit Landry. There's, there really wasn't a window for it. Uh, if there was, it would have been earlier. But, I mean, he would have had to have, you know, a, 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 you know, a magic eight ball or something to see into the future. So the, the other two on Donovan Peoples-Jones, where it did look like Rasul Douglas should have been called for defensive holding, if not defensive pass interference on both of those. And that's the tough thing is, you look at the four interceptions, everyone makes a big deal about it. Two of those should have been calls. They never should have happened. They impacted the route in a huge way. Whether, you know, pulling on them at the top of the route that caused DPJ to not be able to get through the, the end cut or actually stopping him to allow the middle field safety to then have time to recover. And so now DPJ is not running by that safety. The safety's catching that like he's a punt returner. So it's just, you know, you look at the nuances of what goes into a play in order to make it successful, 
And it's a lot more gray than it is black and white. And I think that's the hard part in evaluating this Cleveland Browns team and what they are with Baker is, like, you know, I think he is the guy and can't be the guy, but he's been inconsistent. But the hardest thing is you haven't had enough of a sample size to watch Case Keenum or anyone else in there beside him and say, well, maybe maybe he is kind of holding us back or maybe he has hit his ceiling as a player within the system. You remember the conversation we were having about Nebraska during the season where everyone looked at the losses and they said, oh, my God, Scott Frost has got to go. And it's like, no, like, like, look deeper. Like, they're in majority of these games. Like, like, they had a bunch of really, really close losses and all that. If you look at the Browns, they've got eight losses on the year. Only twice have they really been handled. Once against Arizona and the other against New England where they just got completely destroyed. I think Baker got hurt in the New England game and Case Keenum had to come in um, and, and spell him there. But other than that, every single loss, they're in these games. I mean, they were in that game at Green Bay. And and to me, like even with the turnovers, there's still some positives that come out of that because it looked like Green Bay was going to run away with it. And there they were with the football approaching midfield and an opportunity to win a game on the road on Christmas, I just I don't think it's as doom and gloom as a lot of people make it out to be, personally. I, I think that had a lot more to do, though, with the running game and with the defense. I mean, that, that's, that's – I mean, and, and also Green Bay getting really conservative in the second half. I mean, they had a, they had a series or two where I don't even know how many times they threw the football off at all. So, I, you know, it, it's, it's hard – it's, and that's why I say like this particular game is hard not to come over with criticism because you looked at how well the defense was playing and you felt like every time they started to get momentum, it got the air taken out of them. You know, every time they're running the football, I think they averaged, what, nine yards a carry in yeah, that game? they couldn't be stopped. I mean, it's, it's absurd. Like, yeah. I almost think before that final interception, you're almost like, well, just run the football. <laughs> I mean, you've almost been averaging a first down every time. Like, I, I know there's not a lot of time left and, and you got to get down there to, to try to kick a field goal, but – the reality is just just run it. You've been successful doing it. So I, I, that's the hard part is this game in particular, if you're just looking at this game, is going to draw a lot of criticism, is going to force people to ask the question like, hey, is this your guy moving forward? I think he is the guy. I think he needs to get healthy. And I think they, they do need to find more of the rhythm in their offense. You know, the whole OBJ thing. It was a great experiment, and, and I hate how we're now comparing what he's doing in the Rams' offensive system and, and what he was asked to do with the Browns because it's two completely different things. You know, when you look at the Browns' offense, they're not, their lead receiver wasn't Cooper Cup. It was OBJ. That's who everyone put the emphasis on it and focused on. Now in L.A., OBJ is kind of the complement to what is Cooper Cup there. So it's an entirely different offensive system and entirely different scenarios playing it. That's a two pros and a cup of Joe here on Fox Sports Radio. Do you think it's okay to drive stone? The truth is your reaction time slow way down when you're high. You not only put yourself in danger, but everyone around you. Stop kidding yourself. If you've been using marijuana in any form, do not get behind the wheel. If you feel different, you drive different, drive high, get a DUI paid for by NHTSA. The news with Brady Quinn makes its triumphant return next here on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. I'm George Reister, host of the Reister or Wrong podcast. This is the intersection where sports, business, society, and pop culture meet the truth. Absolute fire on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Facts only. Make sure you check your feelings at the door because no BS is allowed. We keep it one 
800. This is where real conversations happen. Listen to the Right or Wrong podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Two pros and a cup of joe, yeah. Fox Sports Radio. We're going to have the news with Brady Quinn coming up here momentarily. Yeah. Uh, we are brought to you by one of our favorite cities, Las Vegas, the greatest arena on earth. Plan your trip today at visitlasvegas.com. Yeah. Uh, it's been way too long since we've had this, so it's time for the return. Let's do it. Of the BQ News. News. Turn on the news. Let's go to the news desk. What's the good news? Here's Brady Quinn. All right. What do we got, fancy pants? Let me preface this by just asking, did, did anyone get some good gifts for Christmas from old Santa Claus that you're, you're excited about or want to share? Yeah, big time. Yeah, I got a pair of sneakers I like. Oh. Some Hirachis. Wow. Yeah. yeah, black and white. I don't even know what that is. Uh, it's the shoes that the Fab Five wore, you know, when they were in school. Oh, the okay. Yeah. Okay. There you go. What you All got? Right. Jonas, anything? I got like a pair of sweatpants. Yeah. Some booze. Joggers. My uh, my sister gave me a (laughs) super tight (laughs) joggers. Hey, what happened to the street cone? Uh, My uh, my my sister my sister got me a twelve pack of uh, Kona Kona beer, the variety pack. I think the Island Hopper pack. Yeah, that's right. Big fan. Big fan. Big time. How about the Hawaii Bowl? Um, So these (laughs) two New Hampshire brothers. They've been re-gifting the same box of candy thir- for 34 straight years. <laughs> I don't, I don't get it. Like I, I don't, I don't get the tradition. I don't understand why. It's like it, at some point after 34 years, like doesn't that become kind of lame? What type of candy is it? It's <laughs> yeah, a gag. That's got to be. It's a like gift. hard candy. It's like hard, like like sugary hard candy. You used to probably get. At your grandmama's or oh, grandpa's. Okay. You know? it like, is it those wafers? Remember those no. wafers? Like Necco no, wafers? Not no, even the close. hard ones no. is like. Hard candy, I just said it. Yeah, it's like, you know. Like suckers, like a hard Yeah, sucker. they're like clear wrappers, but it looks like a sucker without the, the stem hmm. on it. Yeah, I know what you're talking about, Brady. Oh. Go ahead, go. Yeah, well, so so I, I would say this. I, I think that if it's a gag gift and you're laughing at it and it's fun, uh, okay. But outside of that, uh, that seems a little my, weird. Uh, my dad and my brother had this thing for a couple of years to where they would wrap up in, an, in a giant box and they'd give each other brick chips. They'd take a brick and they'd smash it and throw the chips in a box and oh. then give it to each other. Well, so there was that. Very interesting. You know, it's kind of funny. Yeah. It's it's funny. A, you know, but, yeah. but again, chips. on the mean streets, you know, behind the gates, you guys don't really experience yeah. that. But on the mean yeah. streets. We go through that. A thousand so. notes. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Next story. Next story. Next story. Now, you who live in California may be able to relate to this. All right. An Australian man <laughs> ties bed sheets together to escape a fourth floor hotel where he was quarantined. He was under mandatory quarantining <laughs> through COVID, but he was caught by the police for trying to climb his way down with bed sheets to get the hell out of that hotel. We have all lost our minds. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm afraid of heights, so I probably wouldn't have tried that. But I get, I get, I'm sure he got a little little cabin fever. Forget the heights. Like, hotel bed sheets? Are they even that strong? Are they even, I mean, how many? I'm just saying. Well, how it many depends on how that? good the hotel is. That's, I don't think it's that good for if they're quarantining people. Hey, by the I way, mean, that's fair. Do you guys get rid of the comforter when you go into a hotel? Because I hear they don't wash the comforter. Like yeah, that's I like heard a, that. Uh, I heard that as well. Yeah, like you I be surely careful. don't sleep underneath it. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. You, but you take it off the bed, right? And then just kind of put it on the floor. It. Yeah, I'm gonna know. add to the, the dirt that's no, on no. that. You know, just throw, just throw it on the floor. Yeah, it's, it's a not great your question. Respectful. Yeah, it's a great question. 
You know, yeah. I thought so. Yeah. Took a black just, light through one of Jonas's hotels. Comforters matter too. A lot of back scratchers. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. 